This is the Fade You Podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 15th, and my name is Matthew James. We're finally back. Uh, we made it back from the desert, guys, so that's good. Joining me on tonight's pod, as always, I've got Chris Duke. What's up, Matthew, Mr. Hockey God, baby? You know it, buddy boy. And then we got hopefully a special treat tonight. I'm told we have foul mood Kmart. I'm always in a foul mood. That's my secret. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So why are you in a bad mood, big guy? Because I hate Boston and I bet on them and they were up 14 in the fourth and I sound like I'm crying right now, but they (laughs) they hurt my feelings. Their words hurt, as I've told Chris on the pickleball court. (laughs) You got to – what the hell happened? Uh, they, they just don't have an answer for, how do you say his name? A, a Dubaye? Uh, I mean, the guy's a beast. I mean, you saw the block to end overtime to seal the win, but I mean, even down low during the course of the game, I mean, twice the Celtics, you know, built up a 13 point lead in the first and it got up to 14 with 11 to go in the fourth. And I was sitting there still kind of nervous. Cause I mean, I've seen the heat do it before. And just kind of tick, tick, tick. Next thing you know, it's 105-100 with a minute left, and Hero is their hero, just throws up a prayer, nothing but net. And then Butler's three to take the one-point lead. I mean, that looked like a chuck if I've ever seen one, just the ugliest shot I've ever seen. And it just, again, nothing but nylon, just two great shots. You got to tip your hat to them, but still annoyed. Well, Chris, I'm annoyed because – how much have we lost betting against the fucking Miami Heat in these playoffs? Wow, yeah, they've just been they've just been sharp. I think uh, a lot of people probably saw how sharp they were in the regular season and didn't know that they'd come out with, with this kind of energy in, in the postseason. And it's cool; it's good to see. I mean, we all thought Bucks were just going to run through the East, and here come. The, I mean, obviously, we knew that Raptors or Celtics would challenge the Bucks, but here we are with the Heat just kind of putting their foot down saying we're here and, and here we are. And it's, it's going to be a good looking, uh, you know, Eastern conference finals. It looks like. Kim Art, I mean, I, I don't watch a ton of basketball. I watch more hockey than basketball. How does this, how is this team playing well enough to even get in the conference finals? Like Chris said, it was supposed to be in Milwaukee. It was supposed to be Toronto, maybe Boston. How is Miami here? And I mean, why do we keep betting against them? Um, well, I mean, they they have a solid team. They're super young and experienced, but they got Jimmy Buckets, who's somehow pulling them together. Jay Crowder, who's got some experience. Uh, sorry, I just went off. Yeah, no, just confusing things right now. Um, but, I mean, I, I said it before. I like the matchup against the Bucks. just what they like to do. The Bucks don't really – defend well against but in this series you know we got one of the better two of the better defensive teams but Miami likes to shoot the three they're one of the best in the league and Boston's the best at defending the three so it just seemed uh, like a good bet Uh, I mean two quarters first quarter Miami scored 18 third quarter they scored 16 the other quarters combined they had 64 it's just you know, one of those one of those games. They just uh, couldn't quite uh, couldn't quite stop them when it mattered. Got to tip your hat to to that younger uh, 
Miami team. And then the other one today that it seemed like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how you could have laid the points of the Clippers tonight. That's just absolutely hilarious to me. Kyle, you were all over this one. You you said you wanted the Nuggets with the points, and you said you wanted some on the Nuggets money line too. I mean, this is one where, Chris, action-wise, I think you saw most of the bets on the Nuggets, right? I think the the Sharp guys were taking the Clippers in this one. Is that right? Yeah, it looks like the Sharps and Squares switched spots here because uh, I don't know if the Sharps have seen uh, the Clippers – not make the conference finals in a decade and not make the finals in 49 years, half a century, but maybe they just smoked a little uh, mota before they bet that game. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, obviously the, just the icing on the cake is Den goes ahead and fires Clippers and we go, wow, look at us on the Denver Nuggies and we're looking good. Man. I mean, Kmar, maybe speak to the, the money line idea because I mean, if you watch the Clippers enough and you kind of under, we talked about this uh, a couple series ago when they struggled in a couple games. It's a lot of guys that haven't played together a lot. So you knew that it could be an issue closing out games. And so the last three games, if you, if you take the Clippers with the points, I mean, in hindsight, you're kind of an idiot for not sprinkling a little bit on the money line as well. So talk to that theory about, when you take a dog, I mean, in these playoffs, the spread has not mattered a whole lot. So when you take a dog, just put some on the money line as well and increase your profits. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think some of the late last dogs we've, we've taken, you know, I've pretty much been on money line on a lot of them. And I've, it's been more for me sprinkling on, uh, on the spread just in case something, something silly happens. And when we're going over these games today, you know, my first thought was Nuggets money line. Cause I think I even said Clippers will jump out, get up 10. And then that's right where the Nuggets want them. Uh, <laughs> you just don't quit. It's, it's quite miraculous. Um, I think Denver's strategy is just to tire them out. <laughs> They're a little bit older and I mean, I'm already seeing reports that Clippers were fatigued. Looks like a bunch of bullshit excuses to me, but they're fatigued. They were trying to call themselves out of the game every three minutes to catch a breather. Um, I don't know. They're probably going to say the bubble is an excuse. Uh, we didn't have enough time to get back up in it. But I mean, it's just, it's just the Clippers. I mean, Doc Rivers, good for you. You won one with the. With the Celtics, with shit face Paul Pierce faking an injury, but no, he actually shit his pants. So I mean, <laughs> it's he's a he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. I mean, he needs it's time to move on because for them not to not to close out up three one is he deserves to be fired in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Paul George, I mean, a Rod. He came back, <laughs> just choked. I think I saw him three for 10 at one point. I don't know how he finished, but clearly probably not any better because at that point they were only down six, uh, lost by 15. They um, Clippers are the Clippers, uh, Chris said, <laughs> Chargers of the, yeah. of the NBA, and uh, I don't really believe in jinxes or hexes or any of that shit, but uh, thanks a lot, Clippers, because – now you're going to get your own new arena and you still don't have a rivalry with the Lakers. You just walk <laughs> around, you're the team in LA, but no, you're just pathetic. Wow. Chris, pathetic. Is, uh, 
losing franchise. See ya. I mean, hey, get the Kawhi, fuck out of Naples, Clippers. Kawhi goes to the finals and beats the world class Warriors. He comes to the Clippers and can't even get to a conference finals. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if it's speechless, I don't know. Chris, maybe speak to that Kmart's theory about taking a dog. You got You just you have to put some on the money line because oftentimes, I mean, it's not going to matter. Can you maybe translate that to NFL betting theory? That like for us last weekend, you know, we took Washington and the points. Probably should have had a little on the money line there. We took the Rams and the points. Probably yeah. had a little on the money line there. You know, well, we did put money on the skins money line. Yeah, we did it. We sprinkled. We did, and then if you Packers and the points, take them on the money line too. So, yeah, I think five or six dogs won outright. I think Matt, you are good at this. You always say most of the time the spread doesn't even come into play. Um, a lot of times, I think seventy, eighty percent of the time, the dog wins. They went outright, and. Uh, Shout out to my boy Chad Millman on his podcast. He used to do Behind the Bets. Now he's on another one with a great handicapper. And he, I think he money lined five of the ones. He sprinkled a little bit on the Jags, a little bit on the cards. I mean, if you do about maybe, I think the good rule of thumb is about a half unit. I think we've went over this on our pod before. Don't ever do the same amount as your spread bet because you're, you're, you know, it's not as likely to hit. Obviously, the spread you get a, you know, great advantage. But sprinkle a little bit on there. That way, if they do in fact win, now you're you're almost turning your one unit into two, three, four units. So, yeah, look at that because a lot of times these competitive leagues like the NBA, NFL, all these teams. That's why we love to take dogs at MLB. We had a great night tonight. That you know, you can turn your units and into bigger ones when you when you hit those dogs. What do you think, Chris, about a 60-40? 60% on the spread and maybe 40% on the money line? I'd say a little smaller, maybe like 30, like maybe 70-30. Okay. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, like I think Chris hit it on point, you know, half half a unit. So if one unit for you is 50 bucks, sprinkle 25 on uh, the money line. If it's 100, put 50 on it. Um, that's pretty much what I've been doing on the – these Redskins, Nuggets, um, Coastal Carolina. So I mean, it's it's been lucrative over here. I mean, we're not huge betters. I mean, hundred bucks to me still still pisses me off if it loses. Um, still gets my dick hard if it wins. So you know, it's uh, it's fun money, especially during uh these fun times we're all living in. These are fun times. You know what else is fun is Anchor. So we're going to talk to you guys about Anchor for a second and then come back and hit some NFL. A little bit of NHL. I got some NHL for everybody. So we'll be right back. All right, so we're going to come back and talk some NFL. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our NHL run that we're on. Uh, 6-0-1 in the last seven. And it's been all dogs. Like, I have to explain – some people might look at our Twitter and, and think, oh, these guys just bet dogs and they're just getting lucky. And it's not that simple. Like, we're not going to just take a dog to take a dog. Like, Chris, you and I, we bet this way in Major League Baseball as well. But we're in the conference finals in the Stanley Cup playoffs, all right? There's not a lot of margin between these four teams, Vegas, Dallas, 
Tampa Bay, New York Islanders, the teams are pretty close. So if you're telling me you're going to make Vegas a 170 favorite every game and you're going to have the Dallas Stars at plus 150, there's a pretty good chance this game is going to be a coin flip. It's going to be a one-goal game or a tie game in the third period. I mean, if you're laying 170 with the Golden Knights or if you think you're going to get a little creative and take a minus 115 regulation, like that's just – I'm sorry, but that's not a good bet. Chris, the the value is just there at plus 150. If you're going to tell me it's – there's a good chance it's going to be a coin flip. You've been you've been great at that, Matt. You've been, uh, you know, hammering these and finding those little spots where, you know, it's just – you know, super coin flippy. And, and we've said that on previous pods, you know, that th- these hockey ones are just going to be closer than you think. I mean, everybody just thinks Vegas is going to dominate. And then they see Tampa Bay come out and win eight to two game one. Like they're going to dominate. There's no way, you know, they're de- same thing with uh, everyone overreacts. Same thing with the Clippers. They're up three, one, they're just going to destroy game five and six Here they are losing. So, yeah, I mean, when it gets competitive like this and you can get a, a coin flip game at that plus money and, and like you you've been all over these unders and you know you're you anticipate these tight matchups like everyone's going to kind of you know pull back on the reins and and play defense here they are one one heading into overtime double overtime you, you know it's been great so kudos to you i can't tell you how many handicappers i've seen on twitter saying oh the knights they're not going to lose two in a row after game three dallas is up two one in the series and then they lose again and I say, oh, the Knights, I mean, they're surely not going to get bounced in five games. Then they lose again. It's like, what are you doing if you're betting <laughs> like minus 170? Like, what are you actually doing? It's um, oh, man. That's what Fade You Sports is about. If you don't follow our Twitter, that's why we do this. Because we are telling you these narratives do not work. Matt is all over it. They do not work. Follow the Twitter. It's just hockey is not a game where it's as simple as, well, Vegas is better, so they should win. It's like that's not how that's not how hockey works. There's a goalie, there's bounces, teams hit the post, there's crazy stuff that happens. So like I'm sorry, but if the odds imply that that Vegas is has a sixty five percent chance to win, that's just not the case. So you're gonna give us coin flip odds at plus one fifty. We're gonna keep taking them and we're gonna go on runs like this. And if Tampa Bay wins the Eastern Conference, you're going to see the same thing in the Stanley Cup final because everyone's going to overrate Tampa Bay and they're going to be like minus 160. And Dallas has a great chance to win that series. So we'll see. But I wanted to go on my little hockey rant because we're hot as fuck right now. So there you go. <laughs> All right. you goes three and two in the Circa Million Two contest. Um, you know, three and two is fine. You, what you don't want in week one of the contest, you don't want to come out the gate one and four. You you don't even really want two and three. We did that two years ago. It wasn't fun. Uh, three and two is just fine. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, honestly, if we went three and two for the first ten weeks, I wouldn't love it, but I wouldn't hate it either because we'll be right in striking zone with seven weeks to go at 60%. So mm-hmm. that's really all you need to be is – 60% and then try to get hot. And Chris, week one, like how the fuck are you supposed to handicap week one when we have a, no preseason, no off season, 
nobody knows what to expect. So to go 60% is fine. I mean, kudos to the guys that went five and zero. congrats. And of course, yeah. go back in hindsight and, and be like, why weren't we on Baltimore? Like that was too easy. Uh, why weren't we on Kansas city? That was too easy. We're not going to do that. We're going to acknowledge that week one, there were a ton of unknowns and it was really hard to handicap. And we are going to look to have a really good week two because Week two is overreaction week. So explain what we're looking for here. Now, we're not going to get into specific games yet. We're going to do that on Thursday. But happy overreaction week, buddy. Absolutely. I mean, Kmart can attest to this one. I mean, we know the, you know, the Bills played well. And, um, you know, we saw the, the Jets make it closer than it looked. And uh, everyone's going to maybe look at the final score. A lot of these – you know, handicappers and these public betters just look at final scores like, oh, they don't take, they don't watch a second of a game and say, oh, the Jets actually made that close against the bill, you know, the Bills, and uh, they forget that that was like garbage time, and they might say, oh, this team made made it really close against this team, and they might keep it close, and they you got to really, uh, you know, analyze these games and watch how they unfolded, and that's what Fade You does. We're gonna look at how these unfolded and how people really played on offense and and defense and special teams. And uh, we're not going to overreact uh, on week one. Kmart, let's, we'll call the hindsight police here for just a minute and maybe look back at week one. And I think it's important to acknowledge where we were wrong. Um, and then learn from that and don't make the same mistake again. Now we got kind of got away. I don't even really know how to feel about the Broncos game because on one hand, the Titans kicker missed. That's 10 points, three field goals and an extra point. So on one hand, you can make the argument that Tennessee probably could have, could have won that game handily. Now, on the other hand, they were not winning it handily and Denver had the ball multiple times with the lead in the fourth quarter. And they just flat out did a horrible job of using clock in the fourth quarter. And then I don't even know, what Vic Fangio was doing, letting Tennessee come down the field. And I mean, maybe he thought he could sell those time. I don't know what he was doing with those timeouts, but we were on the Broncos. Him up his ass. Coming out of that Broncos game. Like how, how do you feel about that one? Like, I mean, it won, so it was a good pick, but like, would you bet that again based on how that game played out? I think based on how it played out. No. Cause I mean, it's not like I bet a game expecting 10 points to be left on the board by the Titans. I mean, the donkeys who I like to call them because they played like donkeys in week one again, um, you know, first and goal from the two, I believe zero points. It's just random BS like that. So sure. We sucked one out if you will, but at the same rate, I mean, they put that in who the hell knows what direction that game goes in. Um, I mean, I, I still like the pick. It hit. Uh, talk shit if you want to, but, you know, I, I'll stand by it. And I I think we deserved it. I mean, it was it was a competitive game. Sure, it was ugly, but with no preseason and not knowing much, I mean, what the fuck do you guys expect in week one? I mean, I'm sure kind of what you're seeing. I mean, I've heard, you know, go back to the NBA, Paul George has been depressed during this shit. I'm sure a lot of these guys don't even really want to play. They just want more of their paycheck. So, I mean, we're, we could be in for an ugly year of football. It's to be determined. 
very possible. Chris, weigh in on this Broncos game. Now, we we had the added absolute just hilarity of Dennis going 0-3 on this game when, I mean, if the guy makes his kicks, Dennis goes 3-0. and So that is just way too silly. But when you're, when you're looking back at this as a contest pick, how do you feel about it? Uh, I mean, I think there's like a point in time when the Broncos had four or five, maybe even six straight plays from the one yard line. They never even moved the ball. And then they finally got Gordon in. I mean, you know, the, if the Broncos don't get stopped on that, then they score seven. And you can say, well, even if, you know, Gustowski makes his, you know, two out of three of those, then they score nine. It's still a two point game. So, I mean, there's all those, what ifs. you can all, you can, what if till the day, you know, is over and, and, you know, say what the score would have been, could have been, should have been. But, you know, that's just the way it fell. And, uh, you know, we had a tough break with the Panthers. We lost by one point on those home dogs. And, uh, you know, the Rams won. You know, I mean, I'm sure everybody that didn't get a good number on the Bengals with the A.J. Green push off his piss and the people that had the Cowboys with that push off his piss. I mean, you know, that's just the way it goes. And you just got to just be on your game and handicap as well as you can and just hope that, you know, it falls your way sometimes uh, when, when you don't handicap it perfectly and get a blowout win, you know? Kmart, it really is remarkable. I mean, you could, you could even just say, what the fuck are we doing trying to handicap these games? It is remarkable how many of these come down to just essentially being coin flips. I mean, you look at the Dallas game, a call at the end of the game, probably that could have gone either way. You look at that mm-hmm. Bengals game, a call at the end of the game that could have gone either way. Oh, the kicker pulls a hammy on the field goal try. Like so many of these come down to just stupid coin flippy shit at the end of the game. And so you can't really, you got to stay yeah. level headed and not say, Oh man, I capped that perfect. Cause you know, there's going to be so many things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, You'll- a lot of these that, you know, you mentioned push offs, hammies. I mean, we we're talking about it even while we were capping this game, I said to you, I mean, look out for a lot of injuries just because they don't have those reps. I mean, you can run all day, but once you actually start making those cuts, um, I mean, if there was a preseason or a training camp, whatever, nor business as usual, I guarantee you Michael Thomas doesn't get a high ankle sprain. He just, he's not used to gain speed. That uh, there's no reason he should have been rolled up there. I mean, that it wasn't that quick of a quick of a play. It's just kids going to miss three, four weeks potentially. And it's just really sad. Um, the kicker for the Bengals. I mean, that's, that's also sad to just, I mean, 30 yards. I mean, pull your hammy, whatever the hell that was. I mean, I thought he might've tore his Achilles. Just, it's just like how the, I mean, his foot, when he kicked it, it looked lame. Um, you know, push off on AJ Green, good call. Um, saw that in the playoffs too. Super Bowl with Kittle, they called it. And uh, the was it wild card divisional round? They didn't call it on a Rudolph for the Vikings. So I mean, it's with that call. I just want to see it consistently. Uh, Rams got lucky because that was not a push off, just a Academy Award winning performance by Ramsey. But I mean, you're trying to get some of those calls to just luck of the angle really I mean go back two years ago with the Saints and Rams not getting that PI called because of a shitty angle the ref was on just yeah that's the way it goes sucks to suck it's NFL I mean weird crazy shit's gonna happen and you just sometimes it's gonna go 
on your side, like it did for us at the Rams. And sometimes it's going to go against you. Like we had Chris go back to that Panthers game. I mean, what I thought was going to happen in that game kind of happened. I sort of expected the Raiders to score, probably have the lead in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, one defenses are going to be gassed and who knows if the Panthers would have went down and scored, but what the hell was that play call on fourth and one? No, horrible. I mean, you've got a stud, you know, running back and uh, I'd, I'd go down, you know, if I'm the coach, if I'm two of them, I'm going down with CMC, not making that first down, you know, besides anybody. So I don't know what he's thinking, not giving it to his guy. Um, but, you know, it cost him a big, uh, big chance to come back and get a, his first win as a head coach in the National Football League. And uh, you're going to have to live with that. Now he's got to go down to Tampa Bay and uh, play a hungry Bucks team this week. So, Kmart, one thing we talked about, and if we just kind of bring the conversation to a close with takeaways from week one, things that we're going to be mindful of when we are trying to cap week two, not a lot of really strong rushing performances. Uh, <laughs> Saquon Barkley last night, man, like that guy just, I mean, there's three guys in the backfield ready to tackle him every time he touches the ball. It's just unbelievably horrific run blocking by the Giants. One thing we talked about was just, you know, bad rushing performances. Is that just offensive lines not having reps in training camp and preseason to gel and become a cohesive unit? Like, I don't know. That just kind of stood out to me when you're looking at all these. I mean, even, I mean, even with the saints who have been there for a while, the Colts, uh, I mean, the Niners have some new pieces. Niners kind of had an okay, mainly mustard, but Across the board, I mean, I saw so many 9 for 12s, 10 for 16. Kamara was, what, 12 for 16? Just kind of crazy stat lines. But, yeah, I think it's what you said. Just they're they're not quite there um, with signal calling. Because um, every, every lineman, if they see something, mainly it's on the center, but they start calling out. Um, just wasn't quite – wasn't quite there for all – maybe 28 out of 32 teams um just really crazy so I mean can't overreact to that stuff especially because I mean one game does make a big difference especially when uh you get to actually play get your feet wet but kind of the reason why I was troubled with uh all this restart stuff I truly think um you know games like the Niners just not having fans in the stands it's you're gonna see a lot of these uh um, road teams squeaking away with wins, uh, underdogs, just because you don't have that fuel of of the fans. It's it's a big missing twelfth twelfth man piece that I don't think a lot of people actually think matters. Chris, do you agree with that? Do you see more road teams as being more alive in games? Because to Kmart's point, I mean, you got a close game in the fourth quarter and you're trying to close the team out. That home team really does feed off the that the crowd's energy ask the Seattle Seahawks or the Ravens or these teams that typically like Steelers were used to having really significant home field advantages and that that's just not there so going forward I mean again we talk about not overreacting to week one but this season without fans do you see that being a big deal 
Yeah, I think you have to remember it for both teams, um, you know, home and away, because um, I know Lombardi was mentioning it's going to be huge for the Redskins. It's going to be an advantage, actually, because normally, you know, the Redskins will have maybe nobody there, and the Eagles, like a, a typical home game against the Eagles, they might have more Eagles fans there, and it's a, at their disadvantage. And then here you see the Redskins coming out, and they got, you know, down early, and then they made a nice comeback. And maybe that was because they didn't have the Eagles fans, you know, hooting and hollering in their face all second half. So, you know, you got to keep that in mind um, both ways when you're looking at these teams and who you're taking and, and where they're playing and who's going to have the fans and, and how loud they're going to be and, and the focus level. So, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely, like, you know, put that in your handicapping going forward this year. Kyle, the other thing, too, I mean, without loud fans when you're on the road, I mean, one of the reasons that some teams have – such significant home field advantages is, you know, it's hard to get up to the line and, and call plays at the line. I mean, especially for like young quarterbacks with the crowd noise and everything. So, I mean, that's something else to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, all these games are all neutral fields. Um, I think I heard one capper saying the home team, you know, an extra point and a half instead of, you know, three, four, four and a half, you know, for Seattle, what it, what it can be. It's, I mean, I don't, you know, Seattle, Seattle flying across the Niners going across. I'm not putting much stake into that. Um, they are going to be there for a couple of days. I've never really been big on that stuff. Um, but yeah, this year, especially uh, without fans, I think it's, <laughs> I think uh, I've said it before. I think you could really be into square city here. Chris, what are your takeaways from week one? What are you keeping in mind as we go forward here? That the Jets suck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. Um, well, yeah, they do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm just going to – I'm not going to overreact to any team that played epically. Besides, I mean, obviously we know the Ravens and the Chiefs are just, just head and shoulders just so – amazing and I know everybody a lot of people were high on you know the Browns coming in this year oh, they got a new head coach they got you know more on defense offense all this stuff and they just got their you know asses kicked and uh you know I know people are going to be high on certain teams and and low on certain teams I'm not gonna overreact too much but um I know a lot of people are pointing out just look at the and I know I think I mentioned to you guys earlier these head coaches I think maybe you can keep an eye on these head coaches you know that are going to keep their guys focused throughout this year without the fans and um, that's going to be huge because uh, a lot of these top-notch head coaches just got it done you know the Bill Belichick's uh, the Harbaugh's the Reed's you know the McDermott's all these guys they just had their their teams dialed and um, you know they cover spread so got to look out for that and you know really taking into account these head coaches and how they're guiding their athletes through this you know, time with no fans. There you have it. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fade U Sports. That's with the letter U. Uh, we had a great Tuesday, uh, two and one in MLB on uh, two plus money dogs cashing, two and O NHL, both at plus money and three and O fading den, baby. Gorgeous. You. 
all right, we'll be back on Thursday. We're going to dive into, we'll have the contest lines by Thursday. Uh, we'll dive into some of our picks and some of the games that we are leaning towards. But other than that, you guys have a great Wednesday and we'll see you in a couple days. Thank <laughs> you.